I'm Tony Craig. I play Jack Huey on Do South. I am Catherine Bruyer. Hey, everyone. This is Ramona Milano, otherwise known as Francesca Vecchio. This is Paul Haggis. This is Paul Gross, and you're listening to Do South by Southeast. Thank you kindly. I wish this podcast would carry me away But while talking to Squeak here And Michelle get a word in edgeways Record over a bottle of rum on a dock of Southampton Bay To South That is what we're talking about To South Saddle up my microphone Get deep in Baker Bone To South by Southeast. Hello and welcome to another edition of Juice South by Southeast. I am Detective Squee, and the rum's out and the fun's out. Uh, this is the show which gives Juice South its due one episode at a time. So, uh, we're back here, and I should introduce my co-host, of course. So I'm joined by Civilian Aid Nicola. Hello. And Manu Michelle. Uh, hello. And uh, Benny is just licking himself in the background, because <laughs> yes. that's how we do. He's stepping in for Dottie Baker. Yes, Dottie Baker is on the side with her mummy, as she is every now and again. Guys, it's been a while, but we're back in style, much like the Chipmunks. So, uh, we didn't record for a little while. Last week, you will have enjoyed the episode which we recorded on video a few months back. So, that was after I, just after I got my first vaccination. I remember it was the 20th of March, March only because that was my brother's mm-hmm. birthday as well. And I'd love to say that it's because oh, I've just been in a funk ever since. And, you know, it's like, I'm going to blame the jab. But, uh, to be honest with you, with everything, with lockdown and with uh, Michelle's hours and just life, um, yeah, things happen. But we're back now, guys. Isn't it exciting, everyone? It is. It is. We're really happy to be back and watching some Due South episodes, of course. Yeah. And we, of course, watch uh, White Men Don't Jump to Conclusions, which is tonight's episode we're going to be talking about. Uh, but, of course, as always, when we sit down to do this, there's a few orders of business we have to get out of the way which I am certainly not going to stall about while I get out <laughs> the right app on my uh, tablet here. This is the kind of professionalism yeah, mm. you can expect on um, this podcast. Well, at least <laughs> I, Hello, Michelle. The thing is, as Michelle's saying that, she's trying to ignite the light. Look, this is a rare ignite outside... the bro- light. Well, this is the first time... Oh, yeah, that's uh, going to firework by Kate Perry, isn't it? Anyway... <laughs> We, uh, I don't think we've ever done an outside broadcast for G South by Southeast. I did it a couple of times for my old podcast, uh, Gallifrey Stands about Dog Z. We actually sat out in our garden, uh, in our place. Um, we haven't actually done many episodes from this place, and most of them have been on video, so this is our first audio episode mm. in quite a while as well. It's worth mentioning. Yeah, so we're all double jabbed and we're all yes. sat outside and, yeah. we're and doing the right things. And we're also inoculated by a uh, little something else. So, <laughs> Drunk as hell! Tell me what rum are we drinking, Michelle? 
Michelle, what rum or rums, as the case may be, are we drinking? Yeah, but the one we've got at the moment is Dead Man's Fingers. We're being fingered by Dead Man. <laughs> we are indeed. That's and what you like actually it. asked me for. <laughs> by Dead Man, yeah. I came and he said, oh yeah, I've got a bottle of that, what? You said, I'm going to finger. <laughs> yeah. Uh, now, Dead Man's Finger, a very fine one. We've uh, had a few from this range before. Mm. I don't know if we've ever had any of them on a G-South record. But uh, this is the straight up dead man's finger. Mm. All finger, all the time. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, there's so many things we could say. Um, No, this is a good one, though. I like this. Very nice, yeah. Um, uh, Nicola, you liked a couple of them, but you you weren't that impressed. Yeah, I remember having dead man's fingers a very long time ago, and I thought I liked it better. It's not awful, but it's, I mean, like anything and any drinks, different tastes, isn't it? And some you love, some you don't so much. And that particular one, I don't so much. The banana one they do, though, love it. Yeah. That uh, is a nice one. Mm. So uh, we've also got a couple of other rums tonight. Yeah. Basically, what we've realised is that whenever we get gifts here at, um, at our log cabin, uh, <laughs> South log cabin <laughs> here at our place, um, yeah, we've realised that our go-to gift for anyone, if they don't know what to buy, it's like that they'll drink rum. And well, we're more than happy. I think as well what it is, we moved in here six months ago, and of course we were on a lockdown. And now it's just sort of opened up a bit where you can meet people. Well, I think it's really opened up a lot. But for us, we see people in the garden. We, you know, do the right, you know, do more social distance. People are bringing housewarming gifts and they're all right. And we're just filling up our drinks cabinet. (laughs) It's great. Yeah, it's it's, it's pretty sweet. This is making me want to move just so I can get lots of rum gifts. I was just thinking that. Well, earlier on, we did finish off because before Michelle got here, uh, Kat, one of the friends of ours popped by, and we finished off the cloven hoof, which we've had on the go, a favourite of this podcast. Uh, we don't get it that often, or we didn't, but we found a place nearby which sells it now, uh, which is wonderful. But we've also had, uh, today, uh, our friend Lucy came by, our friends mm. Lucy and Gemma. Uh, Gemma's worth mentioning from the Talking Cods Wallet podcast. Yeah. And uh, Lucy brought us around a Copperberg, which is more famous for doing ciders. Yeah. They've got a cherry rum, mm, which was really lovely. nice. It's got just a hint of the flavour of Copperberg, like the I think it's where it's got the cherries in it and their fruity ciders. It does definitely have that kind of signature taste of Copperberg, but it's rum and like it pairs very nicely with better lemonade. It is absolutely mm. lovely. This is definitely one I'm going to have to yeah. get to have at home. Yeah, yeah. Well, I would never have bought it myself, and not not for any other reason because I drink Copperberg cider. You know, if I if I fancy sort of a, a more summery cool drink, but because I put them with cider I just would never have picked mm. that off the shelf and it's such well, a yeah. shame because they're great it was something I was saying it's like look I want to try that sometimes but I didn't want it to be every time I didn't want it to be that time I risked it in case it wasn't great yeah. and so it was a perfect gift uh, especially since it worked out it's been so lovely yeah. Um, but yeah so probably one I don't know when I would have got around to buying it for myself but I loved it uh, the other one which we've got going on tonight because we've got th- Three rum, four rums, in fact, this will be now. What was the fourth rum? Uh, so that's called Wing Walker. That was a gift as well as a housewarming gift. Very my brother, nice, very, Duncan. It's a very, very nice gift because it comes in a lovely box, lovely presentation. I'm actually drinking that now. When we first poured it, I, I would say if you drink a very strong rum before it, you drink this and you can't taste it. But if you drink it first, like I've just had a bit of a palate cleanse and it's really actually quite nice and smooth but like i say you don't want to drink anything too strong because mm. you don't really get any taste from it 
Well, most of the time we don't tend to mix rums quite so much as we are tonight. No, we've, we've got <laughs> yeah. quite an a enviable selection mm. tonight. Yeah. And I love the fact that as we were saying this, Benny uh, just came over to sit next to mm-hmm. Nicola. And, and when we were coming out, it. when we were coming out, Nick was like, oh, is it cold there? I go, no, that's really lovely. I should go, oh, I'll just bring the blanket for Benny then. Not that he's pampered at all. He'll want a blanket. He is wrapped up like a baby right now. Benny, <laughs> of course, worth always mentioning, mentioned after Benton. So yes. It's, it's Benton, sure. Yes. It's absolutely lovely. Uh, guys, though, um, what else was I going to say? Oh, yeah. There's another thing which I've realised we haven't talked about or prepped at all. So let's see how this next little feature goes. <laughs> I feel like I know where this is going. Oh. A indeed, Blaine Garrison, and thank you very much to you for that little uh, ditty. So guys, I'm just, look, I don't fight over it. Who's got the mini Mounties first? Well. <laughs> oh, I've just um. thought of one. Have we got pepper in? Thought of one. You had it prepared, you mean? Yes, yeah, so I have Oh, one do we have pepper shore? Sure. Do we have pepper shore in? So, pepper shore? Who's pepper shore? So, my uh, brother and his uh, girlfriend came round with their dog, Pepper. So, first time that uh, Cousin Pepper's met Benny. <laughs> cousin Pepper. That was like Cousin It. It's like <laughs> Cousin, cousin Pepper. Pepper. Cousin Pepper. No, it's, uh, Cousin Pepper's absolutely adorable. What? I'm really crap with dog Cock-a-poo. breeds. Cockapoo. I love dogs, but I can never remember what breeds they are. So Bella, Bella, because I know other dogs called uh, cockapoos. Do you know um, Dottie's cousin, who I was talking about earlier, but, uh, the Collie Labrador um, cross, sadly no longer with us, called Bella. Uh, I think D- Bella's quite a popular dog name because mm. I know a couple of different dogs called Bella. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So have we got uh, Pepper Shaw? I've just put Pepper Shaw in now at 118. Can you believe that is what wow. we're up to? Wow. So guys, what have you both got? <laughs> Well, Pepper Shaw I did was Pepper my Shaw. brother's dog. No, but well, I said it and mm-hmm. I asked Pepper. Sticking along yeah. the um, animal theme, I could add in a um, a regular in my garden and a good friend of my cat Mario's, Rupert. He's a ginger oh, cat nice. that lives a couple doors down, but he's like thick as thieves with my cat. So are I'm they like, besties? Yeah, they are. And is he new to the garden? Uh, no, Neutered in the garden? <laughs> new. <laughs> he's not, no. He's been coming in for quite a long time. Uh, but since we have um, unfortunately lost our little Fluffy, did we? I say our Sorry, no, not it's our the way you worded that. I'm so I, I met Fluffy, lovely cat, R.I.P. and all that. But it's just like since we lost our little Fluffy, sounds <laughs> ruder than you intended it. Did we put Fluffy on? I think yeah. I think Fluffy is actually in good, here, but uh, Rupert isn't. He is. Um, I think since my cat Mario lost his best friend Fluffy. Rupert has, has now taken the place. Aww. He's not coming in our house. He's not like moved in like Fluffy did. Has, has Rupert got a home? He does have a home. I know his owner. She probably wouldn't appreciate us taking him in. Yeah. Um, but he is always in our garden, and I see Mario going around his house as well. So Aww. I think he would appreciate being on our list. Yeah. Well, put him down. I, I then do have one, actually, which oh. I completely had prepped all the way along. <laughs> Once you get there. Yeah. Just went... Yeah, you see, this is the excitement of due south by southeast uh, <laughs> uh, as a podcast. Just silence while Michelle yeah. writes names down. Oh, I wasn't. Well, I was waving because Michelle was waving at me. Yeah, I'm just trying to keep the light going. <laughs> yeah, it's one of those patio lights which goes off if you don't Sensor. move yeah. constantly. Uh, guys, okay. Yeah, well, as you guys both know, I work for the NHS, mm. uh, making phone calls around uh, people with, like, well, phoning everyone. In, the, in England about their COVID vaccination who's eligible to get, get the vaccination it's part of my job and um, 
I'm a team manager for one of the teams in the COVID Recall Centre, it's called. So uh, I'd like to put my team in it. As, as, their, as their manager, I think I'm allowed to do that. So not as individuals, but as a team. So COVID Recall Centre Team 10. <laughs> Actually, is there in brackets NHS. someone else that I could mention? And we might have them in, but it's actually following on from your We might have vermin. Yeah, we, we have vermin. I have a vermin. It keeps coming in my room at night. <laughs> Benny! <laughs> not Benny, Benny and not Dottie. I'm definitely a Dottie, but Benny kind of a little bit. <laughs> no. As much as I love him. Benny's thinking, no, just Daddy a big bit. Um, <laughs> um, uh, following from the NHS, we lost. Uh, we have got Fee Angwin on our list. I believe we already do, but we please do. do check the theme. Um, a lovely lady that we there. lost during COVID times that we missed I dearly. I feel like we do. Um, yeah, very sadly, uh, one of our friends, we lost to COVID, so, um, yeah. It's a long list to look through. She so has to be She has to be on the list. And as you can hear, just some drunk yeah. people coming back from the <laughs> They all want to be on... No, what it is, it's not drunk people. It's people outside going, we want to be on the list. Yeah. <laughs> We're mini Mounties. Yeah, so it's not oh, drunk people. Penny. It's people that want to be on the list. We can't let them in. Because I'm on a recli- reclining seat, even though it's not reclined, Benny just climbed up on me. Benny always has this look at me, and I'm always sure he's like, Oh, don't mind me wearing mummy. I, I like you. Don't mind me wearing mummy. Mummy, mummy, mummy. No. <laughs> don't worry, I'll be back in a minute. <laughs> yeah, just hang out with Dad so he doesn't feel lonely. Yeah. I don't think we do have her on our list. So we'll just, just add her, like, yeah, if she's done yeah. twice, then, yeah. Then she, she deserves to be, deserves quite frankly, yes. the awesome, talented lady that we love. Yeah. And Miss Dearly. Greatly missed, of course. Um, such a great believer in people and their art oh, as well. Yeah. She was always after supporting her fellow artists because uh, she was a writer, actor, uh, harp player, singer in choir. Oh, um, she made the puppets puppeteer. for her puppet shows. They were amazing, weren't they? So she amazingly talented. And also she did audio for you. I remember. Said when actor. I, do you know, I remember when she first done, sorry, I know we're digressing, but when, when you did the audio for one of your plays and Ian said to me that he wanted someone... That was quite like a. I think she was the president, wasn't she? Yeah, president. Uh, this was a dog team Doctor based play. Yeah. And uh, he wanted someone quite. He knew what he wanted. It was someone quite strong voiced and blah blah blah. And when Fee come round, she had a lovely voice. She was so nice, and I thought, oh wow, that's not quite what I was expecting. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. then she started the audio, and I was like, wow. She is just so amazing. She's just so clever. I only met her a few times, but she had this kind of really... Yeah, she was very softly spoken, but then when she needed to, when she was on stage, or even just being part of a panel where we were talking about Blake Seven, uh, the classic BBC show, um, just the authority in her voice, and a kind authority as well, which is something I wanted for the character. Because I want to... Whenever they write these talk to... um, uh, things based on Gallifrey. They would say the Time Lords as being very pompous, but every now and again you get this one which is kind and knowledgeable, and it's usually the female uh, Time Lord characters which maybe says something. But uh, I really felt that she could do that character really well, and maybe she's amazing, yeah. very clever, very clever. Because you you always get like their their disapproving of the Doctor going around and doing what he does or what they do, as I should say now, but. There's always like a percentage of them which either a are t- turning a blind eye so that 
they can the doctor can do the time lord's biddings or you get the ones which uh, kind of secretly admire you know you can see it like a little glint in their eye they kind of admire the doctor and i want to throw in a bit of that so she did a wonderful job anyway look we're not here to talk about doctor mm. who though no we're here to talk about a little show we like to call it due south yeah have I got any more jingles to play? I'm just checking. <laughs> like, it's been so long since we've done this. So we've done the drink. I we've done the mini mountain. Yeah, it's just later on we have to do our moments of the wow. week. Wow. Just so out of... Guys, we're back, but we're out of practice. And uh, we are going to get some more practice, though, because... Uh, so this is the second episode to come out in a row. Yeah. By the time this comes out. And uh, we're also going to... I thought, well, we want to do some more episodes anyway, but I want to do one episode where I read out this story which I wrote during uh, lockdown, which was for... It was kind of very inspired by Due South. It's got loads of Due South references in it. So I want to do one episode where I'm just going to read that, just as a a little bonus, and we're going to record some more more episodes. But one thing we have got coming up, very exciting, for the third time ever, we're doing Squeefest the Third. So this is the third one of these uh, mad 24-hour uh, broadcasts, I now call them. I used to call, refer to it as a podcast because the first one was. It was on, on audio. Uh, all episodes became podcasts later. Uh, last time we did it on video, and we're going to do that again. Uh, last time we fixed the NHS. I don't want to put it too, uh, <laughs> too broadly, but basically the NHS is still here. We raise money for the NHS. You, you draw your own conclusions. We had some wonderful guest stars there. We've got some more lined up for this one. Um, I will say one of the guests. I'm going to like you know, tease out the guests. So I was going to announce this online tomorrow anyway. So uh, by the time this comes out, this will already been announced. But um, Sophie Altred, uh, ace from Doctor Who, uh, from the time of the seventh Doctor and Doctor Who, is going to be one of my guests. It's not all going to be sci-fi. There's going to be some wonderful Due South uh, content. We're going to do a Due South oh, yeah, episode. We'll be there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we're trying to get some Due South stars involved, but we'll have more of that close to the time and also doing something with uh, our friend Stefan and uh, John Wright from the Due South events uh, so we're going to maybe a quiz maybe a quiz chunk. could go in there we've done the quiz quite a lot I Have think we? we're going to do something different this time okay uh, but we're going to be raising money for Phoenix Dog Rehoming mm-hmm. uh, that is a wonderful charity where we got Benny from um, they rescue dogs from all across Europe and the UK and rehome them here in the UK wonderful charity we can be uh, proud to have them on board we solved the NHS. Let's solve the dog <laughs> crisis next. Uh, honestly, like joking aside, one thing which I was really important to me about this one, not only giving back to a community where we got Benny from, but also I think it's something that we as humans owe to dogs after lockdown. The amount of dogs which were uh, rescued and rehomed with people who just didn't have the facility to look after them long term, some which just got them as a lockdown thing, and then straight away it's like, oh, they're barking a bit too much, we'll get rid of them as opposed to working with the dogs. They all got warned that these were dogs who would have certain needs. Absolutely. Um, so I feel like... Yeah, as I say, we owe it to the dogs. It's wonderful this charity exists to save dogs, but they earn money as they go, which means it's a constant fight to just raise enough money to do the next thing they need mm. to do. They've never got a surplus of money. Um, and lockdown obviously was already challenging that. Brexit's challenged that. And now people are turning dogs where they've um, uh, rehomed them irresponsibly when they didn't have the facility to look after them long term. Mm-hmm. Again, I feel like we as humans uh, owe the dogs a little bit. Sorry, yeah. I feel like you've been waiting to say something. No, like no, not at all. I was just going to say, Benny, don't forget, Benny will be talking about some of his friends. Yeah, mm-hmm. so the idea is, at the beginning, we're going to have the uh, Phoenix Dog Show. So we're going to have some uh, people from the charity on. Uh, I'm going to be talking to, 
And then we're going to, throughout the night, have different dogs, or throughout the 24 hours, different dogs who need rehoming. Um, and uh, we're going to have some pre-recorded videos from Nicola with Benny uh, about the dogs which need rehoming. Yeah. So uh, so I can have a pee every now and again. Yeah. And also, hopefully, <laughs> look, this one, it would be really wonderful. It's not only we raised a shitload of money for this wonderful charity, but also if we uh, had a couple of dogs rehomed to good homes who can sustainably look after the dogs. Yeah. Um, I'd like to thank John Wright's already been in touch and said like, you know, whatever you need, I'm going to help out. So uh, it's going to be a good time. Is that Armani John? Armani John. Armani (laughs) John. John. Sorry, I I understand why he didn't understand who it was from that (laughs) foolish name. Armani John, John, of course. I was like, who's John Wright? Yeah. And Connell Stefan. I know Armani John, yeah. Armani John and Connell Stefan. But yeah, look, we're here to talk about an episode of Juice South. So, 20 minutes into the show, we actually start talking about the bloody program. Yeah. That's due south by southeast for you. Um, it's just how we roll. Yeah. yeah. So, anyway, that was my man can't jump to conclusion. Goodbye, y'all. Yeah, yeah. Great <laughs> show. Bye. Yeah. Uh, uh, this was a real fun one. This one, mm. we really noticed the... Um, it was written by uh, David Shaw, who went on to do House. Uh, who was the director? Sorry, can someone... Oh. Uh, oh. I did look it up. Uh, DiMaggio, something DiMaggio. But uh, we were really impressed by, yeah, the way it was shot, there was always something happening. It was different. It really kind of felt like different to other episodes that we watched, didn't it? There was a few new things that they kind of like chucked in that we hadn't had before. It was, yeah, yeah, we liked it. It was good. I mean, the next episode we've got is All the Queen's Horses, Mm -hmm. which is one of the landmark episodes, one of the Leslie Nelson ones. That's one of the favourites. But this one is really refreshing because Mm -hmm. it just filmed everything differently. It's not the best episode of Juice South ever but it was so kinetic so like through everything something's happening so as opposed to having a scene with Walsh at his desk we'll get into it a bit more mm. detail he was doing walk and talk with them on one and the next scene where you got Walsh in as opposed to him just sat there talking to him he's he's got a charcuterie like he's got like uh, some meat cuts and a uh, cold cut platter it's like he was at a buffet putting everything together yeah. but at his desk would you like me to read the synopsis because yeah. that's Please just do. oh yeah yeah of course so Ray arrests a young basic Basket, basketball player, <laughs> basketball player for a gang-related shooting, but Frazier doubts the player's guilt, relying on rural memory. They piece together the shooting and begin to suspect that the young man is oral, trying to oral memory. Oral, oral. <laughs> you got, got an oral fixation going on. Yeah. There. yeah, that the young man is trying to protect someone else. Yeah, uh, this was so much fun. So so well written. So many kind of funny moments. Again, I think the plot the plot was decent. Again, there's nothing wrong with this episode at all. I don't mean to sound backhanded, Mm. but it's just like some plot. Some of the other plots are like, oh my god, that's the best. This was a decent plot, but so many funny moments and so uh, so wonderfully directed. I thought. So who was it? Sorry, that's what I was. What are you looking for? Was it the writers? Director. Director. Oh, so the director was Steve DeMarco. Yeah, and, and it's David Shaw with uh, Paul Gro- Paul Haggis Paul as the creator. Yeah, um, he's actually down as a writer as well on there. Yeah, he he's on every episode as a writer because he created the characters. So the way that um, this went was it was in the series when uh, Paul Haggis reached out to young David Shaw. He'd worked on him something else with him on something else, and he said, um, "Oh look, I'm not going to be able to spend as much time in this show. Could you come in and help do quite a lot of the episodes?" And so this was where you saw the changeover of Paul Haggis starting to step away. So later on in this series, 
Paul House is still credited as the uh, executive producer, but he in title really only. Whereas like the later series uh, in the UK, it's just season three. In Canada and the US, it's season three and four, where uh, you get Paul Gross then taking over as the uh, producer as well. Mm. Um, but yeah, yeah. Well, where do we start on this epic well, episode? I Michelle. Mean, it means it's so easy just to start completely at the beginning of the episode on here because straight away, mm. I mean, you've got Ray and you've got Benny starting off the scene and they're walking through what they're making out to look like quite a dodgy area of the city. Yeah. Um, they're walking and talking, which is a bit, of, like we said, it's a bit of a theme of this episode, yeah. isn't it? They're walking and they're talking. So in another episode, that might have been them sat in the car as they're driving down yeah. or yeah. just sat there parked before they get up. No, it's a nice walk and yeah. talk. Yeah, so we can see they're in a bit of a kind of a down and out part of the city here. Um, and once again, you know, Benny is kind of dragging Ray along with something. Oh, <laughs> uh, it was, and it was totally a um, kind of odd couple kind of conversation. <laughs> yes. So Benny's talking about his boots, and he's going, "Well, I took you know, Ray's there's like, well, I took you to the best boot guy in town." It's like, <laughs> what are you doing with those old boots? Like, well, a Mountie is supposed pride, yeah. pride, proud. And then, Prideful part of his outfit yeah. is his uh, well-worn boots. And his horse. And he's like, well, I'm not going to pick up your horse. <laughs> I don't have a horse. Well, I'm not here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so Benny's, uh, he needs to get his um, sh- his boots fixed. And that's why they're in this part of the town because Ray's taking them here. Obviously, Ray is like getting a little bit fed up. With, you know, he's always got to kind of cart him about. So he's always driving yeah. him everywhere. So, yeah, if he did have a horse, I wouldn't have to drive yeah. you everywhere. Yeah, because I wrote down there, you know, you've got to get a horse. I'm tired of driving you around, <laughs> you know. And it's such a... <laughs> an old married couple kind of like yeah. me, 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 yeah. each other all the time isn't it but it was a really good you know start to the episode and then you know they hear some gunshots um, so obviously straight away Benny's like right you know we've got to do something there's gunshots and I think even Ray did it at one point did he try and get in his car well, to just leave yeah, it's like look it, it's this part of town gunshots he said he said if we investigated every gunshot we wouldn't be going out yeah. <laughs> and he gets in his car and then obviously uh frazier runs off and he's like oh and then yeah. goes with him yeah. i mean this is typical i mean it, it's perfect for due south but it's also typical david shaw humor so if you watch house it had a lot of these kind of very nice serious plots but with just such funny moments with say uh, hugh laurie and the like there yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, so the, the funny thing is that they get to the point where these gunshots have come from. And I think um, Benny actually like runs into the, like, you know, the shooter. We think he's the shooter. Um, runs in, knocks him over, and he's like, oh, pardon me. He helps him up, and then the gun comes <laughs> off. He's, you can see he's got a gun in his hand. <laughs> he was probably the shooter. And Benny's just helped him up, helped him run off. Yep. And then obviously, they um, around the corner, they see this like, victim of the shooting. He's there, he's bloody. Um, and uh, Ray kind of like comes in, doesn't need a, he chases after the shooter. Um, so I think, Nicola, you were quite impressed by his stamina with like running after and he him, was, weren't you? Because he was actually, because he made me laugh, because what made me think of it was he was running, he went, I can run all day. <laughs> Yet, how, you're always led to believe he's not quite the not athlete. And yeah. it's really funny because then he's like running. I mean, then actually, when I said that about the stamina, he fell into the fence. <laughs> I also <laughs> like the well. the yeah. idea. What I like about it is that uh, well, you see here, like Benny's kind of soaring off into the distance already, very struggling to keep up. But then when Benny goes off, you see Ray running in isolation, just 
just ray running. It's like, oh, that's actually quite impressive. It's just, I think it's like the Alex Horn effect. So <laughs> there's a show called Taskmaster over here where you've got um, Alex Horn and uh, Greg Davis. Mm-hmm. And Greg Davis is so tall. He's like fucking nine and seven foot, whatever he is. Yeah. Alex Horn himself is like 6'2 or something like that. Yeah. But when he's next to him, they joke that he's little Alex Horn <laughs> because exactly. he looks so yeah. short next to him. Yeah. But if you see him next to anyone else, He's actually quite tall. tall. Yeah. I think it's the same with Ray. We've been led to believe he's unfit. It's just next to Benny, who's yeah. so fit and in shape. But then I call you Little Ian Horn, don't I? Because <laughs> yes. basically... A Little Ian Horny. Ian's actually six... <laughs> Ian's actually six foot. And then we've got Stuart, who's six... Six two, about? Six two. And then we've got Danielle, my daughter's boyfriend, who's six three. I don't think he is. I think it's his, just, his, just his hair. He's got hair. So mm. I've now started calling him Little, little Ian Horn. <laughs> little Ian Horny. Don't like That's what you call me, Little Ian Horny. <laughs> little Ian Horny. 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 Oh, rub the legs. Horny. Horny. <laughs> well, I don't think we need to know about all this, do we? <laughs> so again, juice <laughs> out. <laughs> uh, yeah, so anyway, so... Um, they arrest the, oh. this guy. Ray um, arrests him, doesn't he? I think Benny at one point. I think he's got the victim on like over his shoulder or something. Oh, he's he? carrying him. He's isn't carrying he? like the victim. <laughs> Anyone got a phone? Um, Anyone got a phone? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And suddenly all the um, the well, like, dudes. I don't mean stereotype, but they're they're presented a bit like street thugs. Yeah. And they all good pull out phones suddenly, which is over time when not everyone had a mobile phone on the street. Let's put it that way. Well, it actually, like, if. It looked like the suggestion was they'd nicked them, basically. Yeah. <laughs> if you look at the credits at the end, which I was laughing at, because it says, punk, when they put the names, it was punk one, punk two. <laughs> so they were referred yeah. to as punks. Yeah. So we can call them punks. If yeah. Yeah, uh, well, there is something about the community, and I'll get to it in a bit, but there's something about the community they show in this episode, which I mm. thought was really good, but, but we'll get to that one. Yeah, and I think one thing that kind of shows the community as well was that this point where he's got this poor boy like he's just been shot on his shoulders and that and i think he looks up and he sees a woman and he's like call 911 and she just looks away and walks off yeah yeah and that's kind of like oh no i'm not engaging in this you know not in this community well i think it's like i'll look at it and then as soon as someone calls me over like nope we we don't see stuff around here yeah. let's just say well i think i mean just i know it's going a bit forward but just commenting on something that says later that feeds into that you know one of the boys actually says you know some people go on to do good things other people, you know, they want to do good things, but they don't have the opportunity. Mm. So he said, you know, we end up dealing some drugs. We end up maybe flipping some burgers for a bit. And then someone will come along with a gun and shoot you. And you're gone. And that is kind of feeds into that. So people yeah. are probably not paying a, or shutting their doors because they're thinking we see this every day. Don't well, want to be part of that just in case. It's that sort just of trying to live my life, don't yeah. Yeah. any trouble. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That kind of a thing. So yeah. it kind of feeds into that thought process. I mean, you know, she probably wasn't like, oh, I don't want anything, you know, but she's probably thinking oh, I might be next. If, yeah. Well, then we yeah. get down to the, uh, Benny goes back to the car, you know, they haven't caught the, pe- the, the people done this. It's Benny and Ray go back to the car. The real tragedy of this episode, Benny's boots are missing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so in the middle of all this, someone's nicked I mean, this boots. this was the real story, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. <laughs> you feel like his boots are the A story. All this gunplay business is just B story stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so you get then go into some wonderful stuff from there on out, because then you get the credits, and then when you come yeah. back from the credits, you've got uh, Benny going door to door around the apartment <laughs> where he lives, looking for someone who might have the boots. And it kind of goes up to him like... His upper body walking towards the uh, door of one of the places, 
Then it zooms down to his his boots where they should be, and he's wearing trainers. Yeah. And then it zooms up to, to Benny there, uh, sorry, to um, Stephen Baker. Yeah, and he looks down at the boots, looks <laughs> up at uh, Benny, and kind of gives this very disapproving head shake. <laughs> oh, it's like, really you're out of uniform, that's yeah. not cool, Dad. Yeah. <laughs> oh, but I love the bit where he says, um, oh, sorry, I was just, just messaging my daughter, she's just checking out, she's all right. From on the way home. No, it's an audio. No, My no daughter one is twenty-four. That. Just to be clear. <laughs> um, no, have we said the bit um, where I've he's obviously it. lost his boots, and then he says about, "I hope it was someone." Uh, it, he's been looking. Well, where he's going to the door when yeah, he's talking yeah, yeah, yeah. to Benny. Then uh, then to, says, when he's talking to um, Deef. I hope um, he goes. Well, I hope someone's been. Taken them in, some kind souls taken my boots in. And no, no, he's saying to be- for me as for my me to give my boots back as long as. No, he's saying to Deef because Deef looks like annoyed. It's like, why are you going door to door? He goes, look, I still think the best way is yeah. to systematically go door to door because I'm sure someone's going to take them in and is j- looking for for me even harder than I'm looking for them. And they've got them for safekeeping. Yeah, uh, and uh, oh, it's a wonderful bit. And so he goes, come on, let's go to the next door. Are you deaf? Well, of course, I know you're literally deaf, Stephen Baker. <laughs> it was a brilliant scene between the two of them, wasn't it? Yeah, uh, and the amount of acting that dog does in these, uh, or Wolf does in these yeah. episodes is amazing. <laughs> I just had a vision then of Dave coming off set, having his own chair and all that. <laughs> yeah. I am the actor here. <laughs> he and these girls running up to him like, oh, yeah. patting him. And <laughs> girl girl him dogs. Treat. Surrounded by the Oh, bitches. yeah, dogs, yeah. Um, but then <laughs> all those bitches. Female dogs, yes, bitches. What's your point? But there was a, a bit after this um, that you commented on. I think um, Fraser's sitting down. He takes his his um, shoes off and he sniffs them. And you were commenting that it looked like a bit of like a Leslie Nielsen. Yeah, because he does this. I mean, you never get this on G South, and never with Paul Gross. But he sniffs the trainer, does this kind of gurning face, and his eyes go a little bit cross-eyed. And it's such a Leslie Nielsen moment. And I know that he, um, well, obviously was a big fan of Leslie Nielsen before they worked together. And then they've worked together a bit on this. And it was just, yeah, get wrong total cross-eyed. It was total slapstick, which I really loved. If you did that too often, it would get too silly on Due South. But just, I mean, Leslie Nielsen can do it any time, of course. But um, to have him doing that was, I thought, really yeah, nice. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, and this was the bit when... Um, these um, guys like pull up to him, don't they? I think he was, he was sitting there like sniffing his oh. trainers and everything. Then this car pulls up, and I can't remember what they said to him. But then they were like, you know, get in the car. Well, they said Lou wants a chat. Yeah, with yeah. Yeah. Like that, yeah, yeah. Lou wants a chat with you. Get in the car. And yeah. I'm thinking, you don't just get in the car for strangers. He's like, all right then. All right then. He, get, he gets in the car. And then yeah. obviously Deef's with him, and they're like, no, 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 no dogs in here. And he's like, that's all right. He's a wolf. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. They just get <laughs> on it. Yeah, and no yeah. questioned again. Yeah, and it's like, oh, okay. <laughs> okay, he's a wolf. Um, yeah, so this is where they go um, to this building. There's a basketball game going on, obviously, and they're talking to this guy. And he kind of says that he's like a sponsor, doesn't he, for these um, guys that are playing um, basketball. Like he's trying to kind of like help them out in the, you know, he's the guy in the community that's helping out yeah. these young guys, help them get kind of recognised for their talents and, you know, and all this stuff. So, obviously, straight away, you're kind of thinking, OK, he's a bit of a dodgy guy. Mm. <laughs> he was giving off those kind of vibes, I kind of thought. Some well, it's something thing. that the Ray says a little bit further on from this, mm. and he says that uh, around these parts, these parts of town, 
these guys have got two things. They've either got a crime or basketball. And unfortunately, loads of them, yeah, and uh, this is at the point where Benny's trying to say, oh, no, I don't think the guy's guilty that you brought it, that we brought it in. And um, he says that, uh, well, this is, you know, he goes like, ah, and he plays basketball, so he can't be him. He's like, no, a lot of them were like him. They come up with so much progress, pro- promise, they look really great, they don't get a scholarship from the college, and then they turn to crime. Mm. And it's just, uh, it kind of really gets you because it seems so plausible that uh, for these um, poor black communities that their one shot out might be something like, you know, in this instance it's basketball it might be other kind of sports or whatever else uh, might be American football you know, there's lots of these uh, small glimmers of hope that they get and it's that or you can see how they end up tend to crime when there's just no money in these neighbourhoods mm. and that just kind of seemed very real to me yeah, and it's really sad because you kind of think how things are nowadays. It doesn't seem like anything's really kind of changed no. or progressed since then. So that's very sad. I mean, there isn't enough uh, enough of these ways out for mm. people. But um, it is one thing I do... I get why people admire it about sports. Yeah. Is that it can be a way out for people. It can be um, something for people to aspire to. Yeah. Yeah. And anyway, I think this, you know, at this point, like Benny is not convinced that this guy that they've got is actually the shooter. And I think he goes back to the scene, oh. and this is when he finds that little thread. It's oh, like the this tiny, yeah, there's this tiny little string thread thing that he yeah. finds, kind of like hooked onto a wall or something, isn't it? And so it's it's from one of the tops which they all wear to yeah, play they basketball. Yeah, all wear the same thing when they're playing these basketball games, and this it matches perfectly. So he and takes this. Mm. Doesn't he? And is this when he goes back? Let me have a look. At what well, no. There's the bit where he um, goes. This is what he was wearing. And Ray goes. I hope it wasn't all he was wearing. Yes. So I've, I've renamed <laughs> it because it literally is a bit of string. It is. Isn't so it? rather than G string, we're going to call yeah. it Ray string. Ray string. <laughs> uh, it's also when uh, they then introduced this idea of that. Uh, uh, he goes, there was three shots. It's like, bang, bang, bang. He's like, no, it's bing, bang, boom. <laughs> so, oh, no, it's bing, bang, bang. And then later on, it's like, oh, we were mistaken. It's bing, bang, boom. <laughs> like, the whole episode, the evidence they're going by is oh. bing, yeah, bang, bang. These, yeah, the well, I like it when they get up and talk about that. I know we get there yeah. about the court bit. Oh, yeah, yeah, we'll get there to that bit. Yeah, and I think it's also at this point... Um, I think it was Benny that introduced the fact that he thought the um, shooter was left-handed as well, and mm. that was a bit like quite an important thing. It was like you know this guy because I think he was talking to Ray, wasn't he? And this guy's like in the background, and he's like practicing like his you know kind of like basketball shots and everything. Yeah, and he's, yeah, like, he's in well, he's in the um, interrogation room, yeah. so they're going past so they can see through the uh, two-way glass, yeah, our uh, two-way mirror. And the thing I love about it is I love how much they put thought into these things you know so like so the idea that when the when he's taking shots in the interrogation room ray's going haha well it must be him then because he's um he's taking shots with the left hand left hand which indicates he's left-handed and benny goes like it's the it's the thing you've got to make someone in the episode think so the other person can correct them i always love that it's kind of so well thought out he goes no being a consummate professional, <laughs> he is trying with his weak hand, which is his left hand. He's right-handed. That's what he usually makes shots with. So he's trying to strengthen his weak hand, which is perfect. Oh, makes yeah, perfect yeah. sense. But, yeah. but you, you have to, to, to reverse engineer that to write this. Yeah. Which actually, given that, as I say, um, David Shaw went on to watch uh, to write House, mm. and that's all about the um, 
misdiagnosis and the kind of uh, double bluff of could it be this, could be this, could be this, before it turns out to be that. <laughs> Something completely different. Yeah. Yeah, so clearly like, at this point, like, Benny is just thinking, okay, this is just not a guy. And he bails him out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, we see the scene where this guy, he's bailed out and he leaves the um, the police yeah. station. And, and I think was it Ray? I think it was Ray. Was Ray yeah, he was him like, out. "Who bailed him out? Where did he get the money from?" And Benny was like, "Well, that was me." I lent yeah. it. I lent it to <laughs> but there's a lo- lovely bit as well with um, Lieutenant Walsh. Walsh, where he comes out and he says, "Your your your Mountie friend bailed him out," mm-hmm. and he's like. Would you have bailed out Charles Manson? If he had, <laughs> I thought he said like he had a kazoo concert or something. He's unlike that sort of thing. Because he was said, doing Would it. Would you bail him out if he had that? And he's like, well, probably not. <laughs> this was one of the key episodes where we noticed that just everything is moving throughout this episode. So this is where they're mm. doing, as opposed to being sat at Walsh's desk, because it's kind of a staple of Due South that Walsh calls them into his office to have to chew them out, basically. And in this one, he's walking to you know to grab some water from the water cooler while he's talking to him. He's walking back and forth, and just adds that extra bit of energy. Yeah. Like you know, I'm not sure I'd even want that to be every episode, but it's nice in this episode yeah, that there's nice so change. much movement throughout yeah. it. Yeah, that no, was really good. And so Ray and Benny then go back to the shooting site, don't they? And and yeah. this was another really interesting bit for this episode because you know they're really like trying hard to think about. You know, what kind of happens here? Who shot who first? You know, and then we've never had this in Due South before where they kind of, like, they're replaying it in their mind, aren't they? But yeah. they're visually yes. showing it. They're in, doing in, scenarios yeah. and it's great, isn't they're it? Kind of yeah, I like that. Showing it out to us. That was a... Yeah, they're, when they're in the uh, alleyway. Yeah. Yes. yes. And you actually see it play, played out. And then when when the shooter moves off camera, you see uh, Ray moving into camera, yeah. taking us back into the present. Really nicely mm. done, yeah. Yeah, I mean, and then yeah, Benny goes, "No, I think it happened like this." It's sort of like the end of Clue, the film. Uh, oh yeah, that's yeah. A great film. Well, maybe it happened this way. Yeah. <laughs> Who knows? Or it's like one of those books, you know? You get the ones. Choose your own adventure. Where, yeah, I used to mm-hmm. love those. If yeah. you want to do this, go to page fifty-nine. Not <laughs> sixty-eight. Nah. Yeah, yeah. I didn't want to do that that evening. <laughs> and then just a random thing that I noted from this. So I think then we go back to a scene that's got um, Lou in it. So he's the guy, like the sponsor um, for these basketball players. And we, did, we had to note his um, glasses that were in this scene. They were so 90s, weren't they? They were so kind of like jazzy chick. <laughs> yeah. like, I love them. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like them. Had to give them a mention. Um, and then we had a bit of a Thatcher sh- scene, didn't we? Which was a really, really... Thatcher sheen. Yeah, I didn't mean to say sheen. Thatcher scene um, going on, which was really nice. So um, Benny's sitting at his desk and Thatcher walks in. So normally he would come, like stand up once she walks in yes. the room and he didn't. He remained seated. Uh, you, you're not going to send your attention or anything? And then he <laughs> moves like, the no. bin in front of him before he stands up. <laughs> yeah. Like nobody would notice you. Yeah. yeah. I know. It couldn't have been more obvious he was hiding something. Yeah. And she's like, are you hiding something from me? No. What? what yes. What, yeah. <laughs> Why did he move the pin? <laughs> <laughs> then he steps out and obviously um, she can see he's wearing... I mean, there were so, such white trainers as well. It's not like he was wearing like a dark colour that's not going to yeah. show up very much. They were white, bright yeah. trainers. Yeah, and he's there going, it's like, uh, uh, she goes, oh, oh, um, Lieutenant Walsh from the uh, the American police station he came in. He wasn't... Uh, he wanted to, to, to say something about you. It's like, uh, oh, Walsh, a fine man, very upstanding. <laughs> it's like, he's not so impressed with you. Oh my. <laughs> <laughs> but I like the bit where she goes, 
where he, he says about, oh, I was saving a man that had been shot. And she was like, was he a Canadian? No, no. you're paying for those boots. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> now you said that like that, it's very you. You'd be the same in that scenario. <laughs> was he Canadian? No, pay for your fucking boots then. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, and I think after this we had like a conversation. Um, we go to the court, don't we? Yes. And then... Benny is just sitting there thinking like boom bang boom. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so the, the the case is about to start and while they're just putting everything in place and the judge is getting sat down, you've got um that's when Benny starts talking to Ray and Ray suddenly goes saying, No, look, I've got someone in the prison cell. Like I think they already said this actually, yeah. but he's going to like, I've got someone in the prison cell. Now, what we've got at the moment is there was some something that happened, we call the guy who did it, like, you're trying to change it so that we've got got a guy here that isn't the guy who did the thing, so we don't have the guy who got the thing, so there's a crime which is unsolved, and you're saying this is a good thing. Okay, it's a bad thing, but he's innocent. <laughs> yeah. And then when they sat there in the courtroom, he's going, look, Ray, just think about it. Just, just try and cast your mind back to the day. The, just, uh, uh, there's an Inuit trick where uh, you just uh, empty your mind. <laughs> or he goes, it's an Eskimo trick, so no, an Inuit one. Inuit. No, shush. Yeah. <laughs> just clear your mind. Just think of the breeze. And then suddenly he's back in the moment, and his bing bang book. He's like, "Oh, Your Honor, no, uh, no, he's not guilty. Yeah, he just confessed. I don't care. He's, he's not guilty because yeah. because we thought it was bing bing bang. <laughs> now it's bing bang boom. So clearly, <laughs> and he just it made no sense. Suddenly to he's talking. Other than him and Benny, yeah, did it. <laughs> suddenly he's talking Benny's language of insanity. Yeah. Yeah, it was crazy because like this guy, um, you know, the suspect Tyree. His name was. He's just stood up and they said, you know, how do you plead? And he's like, guilty. <laughs> <laughs> and Rage is like, no. <laughs> you have bad mood. It was a brilliant moment, you know. We'd all kind of expect like something from Benny. You know, if Benny stood up and was like, no, bing bang boom, we'd all, you know, we'd all understand it. But oh, now Ray's doing it. Yeah. <laughs> And then when Walsh is chewing him out in the next scene, while he's making his meat patties yeah, yeah, going forward, he's making his sandwich while he's like, talking to him. Why not make your sandwich at home and bring it in, mate? <laughs> no, he's like, you put all the ingredients. <laughs> you can tell he's just ordered this in from the local deli or something. He's just putting it all together. And he's talking to him while he's making his sandwich. And you sort of have this wonderful comedic moment where Ray's just looking at the meat more than he is paying attention to what he's saying. Yeah. And this guy's like, this sounds like the kind of thing I'd expect from your Mountie friend. You know him. <laughs> and at the end, he's like, are you going to eat all those off cuts? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's so focused on it. It's so good. And one thing we have missed is whenever um, Ray, or whenever Benny goes to meet up with the basketball coach, what's he called? The guy Lou, with the glass of Lou. Yeah. Whenever he goes to meet up with him, they have this conversation about him being mounted. It's like, uh, I'm a mounted. It's like, what? A what? It's like, uh, we're all kind of mounted police. Like, so... What do you mean? Like, we mount horses, so we're... Wouldn't that be mounting or mounted, please? <laughs> yeah. But it's not mounting, yeah. mounted. Yeah, like, wouldn't the horse no, no, be the mounting? We're, we're mounted upon them. It's not, It's a thing. <laughs> and then whenever there's one of the other uh, guys from the basketball um, club, they go inside and oh, it's the mounted. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and they start calling him that throughout yeah. the episode. Oh. Brilliant. Yeah, there was a moment outside the courtroom afterwards as well where um, this um, car is pulling up and obviously they want to kind of take out Tyree, you know. Um, and obviously um, Ray and Benny kind of see what's going on and there was this brilliant moment that, you know, this gun's like pointed out the window. 
most people run off and it was Benny, wasn't it? He ran over to, was it a hose or something he ran over? Oh, what he was, was it? like a... He ran over some I hose. Think, I think <laughs> it was like some sort of fire, like maybe like you'd fix the fire hydrant too. Yeah. yeah. And he just like, all this water is just like all across like this car. Like, yeah. yeah. They've got the window down to have the gun out and it's all this water goes like flying in. Well, there was, it. yeah, they were hosing down something from the fire hydrant. Mm. Just luckily, which you managed to use. Just right there. Luck. <laughs> oh, and while they're still outside the courthouse, they're saying to uh, Devante, did you say it was the name of the guy? Like Tyree? Tyree. Tyree, sorry. Yeah. Tyree, they're saying to Tyree, um, oh, look, you're innocent. why are you so uh, hell bent on getting yourself thrown away when it wasn't you? In the meantime, he's just watching this car coming up <laughs> with a guy with the, with a gun hanging out of it. And he's like, uh, yeah, I'm off, guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, because then um, Lou was... We go to a scene where Lou is talking to Tyree and he, he's telling him, you've got to take out this Mountie. You know, this mm. Mountie's a bit of a problem. So obviously Lou wants Tyree to take the fall for this. Yeah. And here's this Mountie kind of getting in the way. He kind of say, nope, he didn't do it. He's innocent. Um, and, you know, Tyree is given a gun and he's told to, you know... Go shoot him. Get rid of our Benny. Yeah. Yeah. All yeah. oh, close your ears, Benny. She, well, she didn't mean it. <laughs> yeah, not you. We're not out here plotting not something. That's a master you. plan. <laughs> if you were going to do it, we were doing it when you were a puppy, you were a little shit at the time. Yeah. Benny's like, I don't care, my mummy will not let you do that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, then um, Benny goes to see um Tyree's mum. Yes. Because I think they were looking for a friend, weren't they? They were looking for his friend or Reggie. something. Reggie. Yeah, Reggie. They were like, you know, you find Reggie, you know, you know you'll find out what happened. Mm. But I think he ends up talking to Tyree's mum. And, you know, and that was a really sad moment because mm. you kind of realise yeah. that, you know, he's never going to make it in basketball. He's had this injury. He's never going to be as good yeah. as he was. You know, I think she's got... telling it straight as yeah. it is and how it is, in how it is their, his, where they live. In this yeah. community, you know, there's no hope for them. You know, what have they got? They can't... And that all they've got, basically, is a drug dealer that, that, that as an example... Who, yeah, who, he, he's the only one that's doing anything yeah, for them and he's not everyone a great else guy. Everyone doesn't help, yeah. I think it's important now that we have got better representation on TV so now you can actually have a black lead telling one of these stories of black mm. neighbourhoods and that you do get a bit more rounded characters but for the time this was actually really rounded kind of uh, a black community that showed the kind of struggles of these poorer neighbourhoods and some tend to crime the reason they might and doesn't say in a way where it's blaming everyone who ends up in those situations it's just kind of showing that situation showing the complexity of the characters which you don't feel like maybe you would have got on tv at that time mm. very typically so again i think it's even better now that yeah like you can have more black leads so they mm. can tell the story as opposed to hey here's some white guys telling you about black communities you know yeah I've, i i think it was yeah. again it was good for the time but i'm sort of glad you can do a bit more now like when they were doing the latest series of um due south as we've heard before in this very show um Dewey, they wanted uh, to make one of the leads, supposed to bring in Second Ray. The original idea was they'd um, take, spoken to uh, our good friend, friend Tidor Craig, uh, Tony Craig, about um, stepping in. Yeah. But then the BBC didn't want that to happen. They, they said, no, no, just give us another white ray, <laughs> basically. Yeah. Uh -huh. yeah. Which I'm glad for what we've got, but I think that would have been really interesting. It would have been interesting. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, no, there we go. But, you know, this, I think this is one of the things with this programme. It keeps bringing up these things that just seem so relevant today as well. That's it, yeah. <laughs> you know, we're watching yeah. this all these years later and yeah. it's so relevant, you know. And this is, 
you know, it's a few things that we've kind of seen, like, in the recent episodes, isn't it? And we're like, oh, yeah. my goodness. I, I mean... Uh, they were pointing yeah. these things out back then, yeah. when nobody else was. I think we, we've kind of recognised as we've gone through to you, Seth, is it perfect? No, nothing is. Uh, is every way they tangled, tackled every issue perfect? No. But they had representation for Inuit communities. They had representation, representation black communities for all these diverse groups of people. Were any of those the main kind of people in the show? Unfortunately not. Like, I think that's something you do better now. Yeah. To actually include one of the people you're talking about in it. So you, you might have an Inuit character which is more central to the thing. Would have been interesting. As opposed to a white guy who just understood the Inuit so well. Like, you know, I, again, I really... I, and I don't want to sound like... I do really love the character of, of Benton. But, you know, it, it's nice to get direct characters yeah. from different communities and so I just find that very interesting especially seeing as recently Canada Day this year where they found the mm, um, yeah. unmarked graves of children oh. and um, so awful so tone deaf mm. so the fact that Due South was at least getting things so much righter than a lot of other shows at the time is, is pretty pretty amazing mm. I think maybe you know in their own ways like you say maybe it wasn't the best but maybe it was the only ways they could kind of be putting these things forward back you know, in those times, they yeah. were they were highlighting issues. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, like even when we had the um, episode where Thatch was talking about, you know, what it was like to be a woman in power <laughs> in that time and what you had to put up yeah. with that. And yeah. Nobody else was kind of like highlighting these issues that no. people were going Well, that's the thing. When we were having a conversation a while ago and we were doing one of the live episodes and someone was saying about like uh, the position of power that Thatcher was in over Benny and it's not ideal that she was then dating him and kind of kissing him you know that she was interested in him anyway so they didn't really ever date but like there was obviously this uh, sexual tension between them and the fact that uh, I forget who it was but the person said it's like yeah that, that's just inappropriate that happens and they're right but yeah. considering again considering the time the idea that it was the uh, female was the commanding officer in the position of power was at least Showing a different side of it than what you usually yeah. saw. Not perfect, but a lot, <laughs> a lot more uh, representative than anything we'd seen before that. Yeah, and I think now, kind of watching back other programs that were made during that time. Yeah. I mean, the oh, kind exactly, of yeah. sexism, racism, yeah, yeah. this kind of yeah. stuff that you're seeing. I mean, it was just kind of like normal for it to be part of the show. Other than and a fifteen-year-old, kind of uh, other than a fifteen-year-old talking about skinny dipping and a cab driver going, well, "Hey, that's the only moment in Due <laughs> yeah. South I've really seen and gone." Oh no, wait a minute! Oh, no, that whole two part of there was what about the person few in the wardrobe moments. when the girl's getting changed. Yes, that yeah, was another. Yeah. Oh yeah. gosh! It's basically most of the stuff around Chicago holiday. No, <laughs> not most of the stuff. Mo- the only things I can point to are pretty much from Chicago holiday. Yeah. Let's put it that way. Yeah, so like I say, it's not perfect, but it, it's kind of surprising the things they're highlighting. Um, but moving on from that, there was, we then go to um, Benny's looking for the friend Reggie, and he goes and plays basketball with him, doesn't he? Yeah. yeah. Not brilliantly, but you know, he can't be good at everything. Well, he's been trying to be good at basketball in other episodes. I yes, think these has. guys are just really good they're at it. They're very, very good at They're trying to be professional with it. So if they'd shown him being better than them, it would have been... I did think yeah. to myself, what would be really good at that point was he'd done that. And then right at the end, he walks down the corner and just throws it back or something. Yeah. <laughs> one sure, of those moments. Again, like this is another one where I'm kind of glad, and I think they're... 
bit ahead of the time because like a lot of the episodes a lot of these shows at the time you would have had like the yeah. guy just walking out and going well, actually I am the best stuff, yeah. I am the best uh, basketball player ever these guys are, are, are on their route to being possibly professionals some of them so yeah, I think it have been a bit disingenuous to have that. Yeah, definitely. Well, it would have been yeah, a funny bit. Would have been funny, but it's yeah. <laughs> not, not Do you want a funny story, moment yeah. or a better rounded episode? Mm. I, I like the fact they took the latter. Yeah, so he's he's really taking this um, opportunity to um, question him really because I mean, he he's so convinced that you know Tyree didn't do anything and he's he's covering up for someone. Um, yeah, so he's using this opportunity to talk. Talk to his friend, try and get to the bottom of it, find out what's going on, who he's covering for. And we're also seeing a scene where Ray has gone back to the scene of the crime and he actually finds a gun because one of the things they're saying is if there was another, you know, if if it was self-defence that a shot was fired, there would have been another gun and another gun wasn't found. Yeah. And then we see Ray and he finds a gun that's kind of been hidden like yeah. in the gravel. Well, you it? see the guy uh, at the beginning of the episode when he's lying there, when he's been shot, mm. and he's kind of got some gravel yeah, in his he's, hand. He's, 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 he's sort of, yeah. Him gripping. You kind of think it's in pain or something that he's like gripping, yeah. him, but it's not. He's actually like... Oh, see, do you know what I thought? Hand. I didn't realise. I didn't think he was in pain. I actually thought what he was going to do was grab the gravel throw and inside. throw it in his face. Yeah, to and get away. And he was carrying it along, I thought, where's that gravel gone? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's what I actually thought, yeah. Yeah, well, actually, when he's going away, you can see the gravel. Something. I don't know why part of burying it is taking some gravel with you. That was the only bit which yeah, confused that's me. That's why I thought he yeah, picked yeah. it up to throw. Maybe it in he was his trying face. to make it so there wasn't a pile of gravel there, making it obvious that he's just Maybe, dug a hole. Yeah. Mm. Um, then we see a scene. Um, so Benny is he's back at his apartment, I believe it is, and we've got a scene with Benny and Diefenbaker. Um, who was it? You turned up? Was it? I think it must have been Tyree. He turned up with a gun or something to shoot Benny. Is that what it was? Because I think um, there's certainly a bit, yeah, because yeah, he's cause... outside and then Benny sees it. Oh yeah, oh, no, it was Deef. Deef yeah, growls Deef at him. Baker starts growling. Yeah, you see this. Oh, and it was a real kind of like. Oh, you don't often see a snarl on... from him. Yeah, you don't, do you? But we've got had a proper one from him. Yeah, but in this episode, so Deef, um, Benny's like oh. proper growler. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so then no, Benny's like, okay, well, you thought something's going on. <laughs> you know, Dave's not happy, something's definitely going on here. And, and does he, uh, where did he go with him? Did he go somewhere? Did he go after him? I can't remember what happened now. Uh, he then follows him. Because he, he basically hears uh, Benny, uh, Dave growling. It's because mm. our dog's Benny. <laughs> uh, hears Dave growling, and then he runs away. Benny tracks him down. So he's hidden in this um, warehouse, no, warehouse, warehouse thing. Well, there's this sort of corrugated iron, iron on the wall which slides back and then they're in this kind of warehouse yeah. area. Yeah. So there's some sort of um, side entrance you can get through into the warehouse. Mm. And his friend comes by with Chris for him. He's like, this is something for you to live off. Um, yeah, that's where they, he tracks him down. Yeah, because then we have this <laughs> it's quite funny scene with Ray, don't we, where he's talking to Diefenbaker. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like he's asked. It's like he asked Stephen Baker a question. You know, like you know, where's Benny? Is Benny in trouble? And then Stephen Baker is like, <laughs> like they're having a conversation. Yeah, just, we noted down it was like, what's that, Benny? <laughs> yeah, it's Benny. Oh, what's that? It's Benny trapped Steve? in a well. <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> yeah it's very Skippy or um, Lassie. We were saying. Yeah. Do you remember talking about that? Do you remember the Avra with Skippy and the Rolo? Do you remember the yeah, Rolo Avra yeah, yeah. where he pushed the children, didn't he? They wouldn't <laughs> give him his last Rolo. And they come along and go, he said, 
They're like, what's that, Skippy? There's children in a well. Who would have done that? And he's there chewing his rail going, do, 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 do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that kind of a moment. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, what? Well, then I wrote down Crying Wolf. Yeah, because I think, does, um, I think um, Ray tracks um, Benny down, doesn't yeah. he? And, and he was like, you know, oh, I, was, I was worried about you because, you know, Deep and Baker... You know, he seemed angry, and I think Benny was like, "Oh, he's just crying wolf." Yeah, he yeah. Did. Uh, <laughs> a bit of a funny, yeah, it was a bit of a funny. <laughs> it was a bit of a funny joke. <laughs> uh, and then there's um like a basketball game that's going on, and Benny and Ray are there watching, aren't they? It's really nice because yeah. you see, Ray is usually so guarded with a lot of this stuff and mm. so on edge, and he just sat there and he's really smiling. He's really I really, enjo- well. I really enjoyed that. Just seeing him sat back, relax, and letting himself go. Whereas it usually be, he'd be on edge, going like, what's happening, what's happening? And Benny would be going, it's like, just watch the basketball there. But you know secretly, like, uh, Benny's hyper-aware of everything happening around him. Mm. Whereas this time it was just where I was going, no, oh, just enjoy the basketball game. It was just a lovely little moment. Yeah, yeah, it was a really nice um, moment there. And then there was this <laughs> brilliant bit after the um, basketball game with some guy, well, I think, was it during the game, we saw somebody like just walk past and they're carrying... His boots. Benny's boots. Yeah, and Benny <laughs> goes, Benny goes excuse me, face. and Benny starts following him, and then suddenly these four heavies just suddenly mm. appear around. Benny yeah. goes, ah, oh, okay, who did? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh. And then get um, to a point with Tyree, he, um, he ends up like pointing this gun at Benny, and yeah. mm. I think we're all thinking, you know, it's, it's not in him, is it? It's not in him to do this. No. And obviously this guy Lou is trying to force him to shoot him. Um, and I've written down blow your brains out yeah because um, he Tyree won't do it so Lou grabs the gun and Lou's pointing at him and he's there and he's going because first of all he says no Tyree you you haven't got it in you to be a killer it's Benny saying Uh, that Benny sorry says that to Tyree and then Lou picks up the gun off him and says points at him and he says you're not going to shoot me he's like why don't you think I've got it in me to be a killer or something and he's like, no, but my my that, partner, yeah, yeah, Ray, will blow your brain because he's got the gun <laughs> yeah, at his yeah. neck. And then he says, oh, blow your brains off or something. Yeah, blow your brains off. Blow your brains off instead of out. Uh, no, no. Yeah. Oh. Was that what it yeah. was? Yeah, it was blow your brains off. Yeah. Yeah, it was something like that. Yeah. And then, yeah, then it's... Um, went, out. He's no, out. It's Ray out. who says, like, you've oh. got to say the names of who you're referring to. <laughs> Sorry. Then he says, then he says, then he says. <laughs> people have watched it many then times. Ray, they'll know more than I do. Some people might not. What's this from oh, recently? Sorry, anyway, so Ray then. says, <laughs> Ray says, no, it's blow your brains out. Oh, yeah. <sighs> okay, <laughs> again, says Benny. <laughs> but no one's brains got blown off. Or no. out. Hence, <laughs> 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 place to blow the bloody brains out. Yeah. Oh. And. Then Benny gets reunited with his boots. Oh, yeah, really and this guy, yeah, and he does go. Uh, but we never, still never see this guy's face. Yes, you do. No, the guy that comes up. Yes, back, you no? do. You do oh, see him. Maybe we yeah. did then. I thought we just saw the. No, you just see him. He comes up, but he goes like, um, sure "Oh yeah, I thought you'd be worried. I've been looking everywhere for you. Know exactly like you yeah. said at the beginning of the episode." Saw, I honestly I thought we never saw the face. Why are you so obsessed with this? You saw his face. <laughs> Is I, there? Need, I need to watch it back. Well, watch it back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right, whoever this guy was, <laughs> yeah, and he pretty much just um, 
says everything to Benny of what he'd said earlier on. Was that he's yeah. like, oh, these books look really expensive. This isn't a safe neighbourhood. So yeah. I thought I'd look after them until I could find you or something like that, he says. Yeah. So in fact, he had been looking for them as long as Benny had. Yeah. And he kept them safe, which was really sweet. Which reminded me at that point, didn't it, of the moment, I think it was we said it was in the pilot, where he lent someone, was $100? Yeah, the guy was at the airport and just and begging. Like, you're not getting that back. And then he finds him at the end and says, He, he, he. Again, yeah. Ray says you're not getting that back. Uh, Benny lends the money. Who's he, he, he then? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Is that like a poor Santa impression? He, he, he. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. And then there was a, a nice bit at the end, but I don't think any of us knew who it was. There was a bit, um, some, we assume, some famous basketball no one who knows who it was what because nicola described him <laughs> oh he 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 there was a well i looked it up it's a basketball i think he's a basketball player but he says he's an actor director but it looks like he's okay. done a lot of things in basketball and he was playing himself so i'm guessing he's an ex-basketball player turned actor mm. like it's nice but i'm sorry I, I can't remember his name but yeah so they're going like oh my god it's you and we're like we're like, okay. <laughs> yeah, we're all like, we did not okay. know who this guy was. Um, but yeah, it's, but Ray um, seemed very happy. Ray seemed very yeah, happy. Yeah, and Benny said, because <laughs> he was, it, that was lovely as he was going, uh, oh, uh, looks like yeah, you might not be okay for basketball about this. And so like, he goes to Benny, this basketball player, saying, uh, have you... Has it got anything else going on for the side? Well, apart from his charms, his brains, and everything else, it's like, uh, oh, and his stunning good looks. I was hoping he wouldn't have to rely on that, says Benny. <laughs> says Benny. <laughs> this has got like a book. Yeah. <laughs> uh, just a nice little moment to wrap up the episode. Yeah, um, yeah have we got anything else in the notes? No, that was it, actually. Yeah. That was, we've got through the whole Brilliant. thing. Uh, what a wonderful, uh, fun episode. Again, really nicely done to make it kind of very action-y episode and doing just some things which I've never done in South. and I don't know if that's the first one by David Shaw I think there might have been a couple before this but certainly feel like he's put a bit of a stamp on this episode which is really nice uh, but we've got a few more orders of business Ooh, before we can do, wrap up do. this fine show do 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 is that a new theme tune <laughs> so we've got to decide this can you give me the information I seek? And tell me what the best moments of the week are. We, of course, thank Blaine Garrison for all our jingles. And it is uh, way beyond time. I said thank you very much to Matt Lees for our theme tune. Thank you. And the lovely people the Wonky Spanner, our friend Spindles, who uh, hosts mm. the show uh, online. So thank you very much for those uh, fine gents. But best moments of the week. So, Nicola, most Canadian of the week. Uh, Tyree. Why? You have to you have to say why. Because he took a hit for his friend. He was prepared to, uh, yeah. Why are you whispering suddenly? Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so Tyree, because he was prepared to take the hit for his friend. Michelle, uh, most Canadian of the week. And reminding everyone who's listening, because it's been a little while since we did an episode... Basically, you're picking the, the person who's exemplified being Canadian most, even if you don't have a Canadian in the episode. Yeah, well, I don't have a name for this chap, but he was the guy that was carrying around um, Benny's boots. <laughs> I was going to say that! The goat and the boots! <laughs> yes. How much more Canadian can you get? Uh, uh, you know, here he was looking for a guy who left his expensive boots on top of a car. I mean, 
Yeah. What a great so are guy. you Benny Bootman? Benny Bootman, <laughs> yeah. Benny Benny Bootman for two, please. <laughs> and we've now got our most Canadian of the week, uh, Michelle. The, no, American. As I say, American of the week. <laughs> down the Canadian. Um. Well, yeah, I think I'm going to go for Lou. I think he was partly because he just kept reminding me of Jazzy Jeff from the Fresh Prince. <laughs> <laughs> I can't get where you're going, yeah. But, yeah. Um, yeah, but I think he kind of personified someone who lives in these... Um, difficult communities in America as well trying to make his way make a living not in the best way but also trying to help people in his community maybe not in the best way I don't really know how to describe like it, like him it. he was yeah kind of kind of a bad guy but helpful as well I'm gonna go with Ty- Tyree isn't it yeah I'm so sure with names Tyree because I think for me it kind of similar reasoning but he represents uh, a certain type of American we don't always or haven't historically always seen on TV. Uh, represented his story very well. Had this whole idea of like someone who's born to a uh, poor black neighborhood, as we've said, uh, who's trying to do better, but is kind of caught up in the situations around him, but still is striving to be a good person. And I think that is at least one stripe of American uh, mm-hmm. for you. Okay, so I'm going for Reggie. And the reason I'm going for Reggie is Reggie's American, Ray's American, Tyree's my most Canadian and Benny's Canadian and they're besties. Hmm. See? Sold. Like it. <laughs> and we've now just got our uh, most Deefen Baker moment oh. of the week slash best Deefen Baker mm-hmm. moment of the week. Now for me it's got to be when you just go down to Benny's <laughs> trainers <laughs> goes up to, to uh, Deef's face. Deef just looks up at him. So just proving like... <sighs> <laughs> did you even make any effort today? <laughs> he did look very disappointed. Yeah, he looked really disappointed in him. He was not in correct uniform. Uh, Michelle, what's your uh, most, I, the best Stephen Baker moment? I think I'm going to go for the snarl, actually. You know, when he senses this danger, kind of, yeah. you know, towards Benny. I've never seen him kind of look like that before. You know, that, you know, oh, what acting. <laughs> Uh, Nicholas and uh, Benny there uh, set together. Um, are you going to go for one of those two? Or have no, you found a third uh, moment? Actually, me and Benny can only go for the one where um, Benny come. Benny, not my Benny. No, not the one licking your arm right Fraser, now. He comes in, and Benny and um, Stephen Baker's asking for his dinner because then he goes, "I'm going to teach you to." Cook. <laughs> oh <laughs> yeah, yeah. Stove. Yeah. <laughs> Quite a simple. Oh no, no, no! I've just realised no, no, I went for the uh, what's that lassie moment. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> this actually was quite full of some lovely because little deep moments. Believes that doggy should never be taught to use the stove because it's not no. <laughs> And that's mummy's work <laughs> or daddy's or whoever else he wants to feed yeah. him. Uh, so I believe uh, the clattering dishes <laughs> in the background mean that someone's home, and we're about uh, out of time for this week's episode of G South by Southeast. So we will be back with more episodes soon thank you very much for joining us it's such a blast to be able to do this again and to be able to see michelle again Yay! it's uh it's been, it's been way too sporadic and yeah Yay. most of the time when we've done this it's been uh for our internet connection and i think that's the other thing because we we're able to see each other less when we did we didn't always want to be necessarily doing uh a g south record as much as we love doing this we want to actually spend some time with our friends so you'll understand why uh, these were a bit more sparing but we're back, baby. We are so, back in business. We're back. Uh, so for G South by Southeast, I've been Detective Squee. With me has been... Mountie Michelle. And... Civilian A. Nicola. 
And guys, as I certainly am not getting the theme tune up and thusly stalling, <laughs> uh, I'd just like to ask you one question. If the audience, until next week, had a compass set and they were going to keep it pointed in a certain direction until next week, or next time we do this, we're going to say next week, we're going to be hopeful, <laughs> uh, what direction would you say they should keep said compass pointed in? Due south by southeast. So you lost nothing. Thank you kindly. This is it from the outside broadcast episode. Actually, quickly before we go, we just realised we didn't do any points. Uh, so how many uh, basketballs out of ten would you oh, give this episode? Can't we do like, I don't know, man boot finder or something out of ten. How many man boot finders out of ten? <laughs> God, we're back. Uh, did you? Would you give this episode uh, quickly, Nicola? Eight. Eight. I'd say, so. yeah, I thought it was, I'd say seven, just because it's a very imaginative episode. Not one of the most exciting plots, but the scenes were just so amazing and so well directed yeah. and written. Yeah, and I was going to go about seven as well. Like, I just, I loved all the little kind of changes and different things they added to it. Yeah. Okay. So, Jesus, you can sleep well now knowing <laughs> that we gave it a rating. Thanks, guys. We'll see you next time. Bye.